It starts with, you know, when you preview and break down North Carolina, it starts with offensively, it starts quarterback Drake May. Um, Drake is a, a legacy guy at North Carolina. Uh, his brother, Luke May, was a terrific basketball player for, for the Tar Heels in the, in the middle of the last decade. Um, his older, his younger brother, Bo, just walked onto the team. His dad played football at North Carolina. This is a kid that the main name in, in, in Tar Heel country is, is gold. And, and this young man is a redshirt freshman, has burst onto the scenes. His stat line is impressive, uh, to say the least. 2,283 yards, 70% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Uh, he's also their leading rusher with 378 yards and three touchdowns. This is a guy that can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his feet. Uh, and he can beat you mentally. This is a pro prospect, um, as good a quarterback as, as Pitt will see all year. And he has really taken the reins from Sam Howell and, and taken almost to another level. They are playing really good offense right now. First in the league in scoring offense, 40, almost 42 points a game. Lead the league in pass offense, nearly 330. Pass efficiency, total yards, third down conversions, fourth down conversions. They have been terrific. I'd say their only blemish has really been they've given up 19 sacks. And that's where the Panthers, I think, can, can start to stem the tide with this North Carolina team. If they can do what they did to Sam Howell in the past couple matchups where they get them off schedule, they get in his face. If they can do that to Drake May, Tonight, they got a chance to slow this offense down. But if he's got time back there and is able to extend plays as he really proficiently does, it could be a it could be a struggle um, for this Panther defense. They've got to play well. But I I look at and Josh Downs is an explosive receiver. This is an, a, a terrific offense. But you, you got to go back to week two in order to find the blueprint, in my opinion, or the evidence that a this Pitt defense is is playing as good as it's played under Pat Narduzzi, and they're not doing it with just you know, wreaking havoc and, and sacks galore. I mean, th this is a, a pedestrian year in terms of sacks for the Panthers. They're fourth in the league, 17th in the country with 21, but they haven't had a five-sack game yet this year. They had seven five-sack games in 2021. Seven. They haven't registered five sacks in a game yet this season. Now, you can attribute that to the opponent and what they're trying to do to avoid those sacks, but it's also, I think, evidence to the fact that Pitt's still getting pressure on the quarterback, but they're forcing the ball out quickly. They're tackling the catch. They're getting off the field. They're still doing a nice job on third down. So it, it, it's not the same formula. It's still the same. It's still the same components. But it's not the sacks of the quarterback that's that's really attribute can be attributed to why this defense is playing well. It's it's what they're doing in the secondary and in the coverage unit. And you go back to that Tennessee game and you see probably that's as controlled as Tennessee's offense has been all year. Pitt held Tennessee, who averages 571 yards of offense and 50 points a game, to 416 yards of offense and 34 points with an overtime period. This is a, this is a Tennessee team that scored 56 or 59, I forget, points against Alabama. Pitt held them to 34 points. They stopped the run. They kept Hendon Hooker in the pocket. Sure, there were a couple big passes. That's going to happen. That's that's what explosive offenses do. But they were able to contain that offense and they need to bottle that tonight against North Carolina. I don't think North Carolina is as good as Tennessee, but they're as good as Pitt is going to face the rest of the year offensively and really all year other than the Tennessee Volunteers, and that's high company for the Tar Heels. But this defense is doing it differently. Uh, could it be a night where they get five sacks? I think so. Can the coverage start to, to supplement and help 
that SAC unit. I mean, they're getting great play back there from Eric Hallett, named a Thorpe Award semifinalist this year. He's really been terrific. Brandon Hill's been great on the back end. And they're getting good corner play. A.J. Woods with a big pick last week. And it really, you know, this defense starts, it used to start with, again, these gaudy sack numbers. And they don't have them this year. But one thing they do have is they've got Servassier Dennis in the middle and Eric Hallett and Brandon Hill on the back end. And that kind of triangle of leadership and experience has this defense playing at a really high level in a way that Pitt fans haven't become accustomed to under Pat Narduzzi. Um, still playing the same scheme. You're, you're going to see corners out there one-on-one, safeties one-on-one in the slot. But they're not getting after the quarterback the way they like, but they're not letting that affect them. And that's, that's really, you know, this isn't a feast or famine defense. This is a defense that can beat you a couple different ways and can control you in a couple different ways. And they're going to need to do that tonight because surely North Carolina knows, and Mac Brown said it, they've had a hard time blocking Pitt. And they're going to do everything they can tonight to try to block the Panthers up and avoid Drake May taking sacks. Flip the script to the other side of the ball. North Carolina defensively has been porous at times this year. They've given up the run. They're, they're 14th in the conference, giving up 186 yards, rushing a game. The Panthers average 189. They've got the best tailback in the league in Izzy Abanacanda. That's a matchup that should yield some results for the Panthers, have a chance to pop some big ones. We saw Rodney Hammond back last week. I like that Hellcat package. I think they'll, they'll dabble in that tonight as well with Rodney and Izzy in the backfield at the same time. We'll see how they deploy it and how consistently they can get to it because you, you have to believe that North Carolina is going to have some sort of check to get ready for that. Uh, but this game tonight, and, and every game on the remainder of the schedule, and by the way, I believe that every game in the remainder of the schedule, the Panthers will have a chance to win. And the Panthers, you could argue, should win. Um, tonight, obviously, they're a three-point dog, but every game on the schedule, and tonight is a prime example, they have got to generate a competent, complementary passing game, and they can't turn the football over. The Louisville game last week, I don't want to revisit it too much because it, the proof's kind of in the pudding. If you watched the game, if you rewatched the game, if you read the, the clippings, if you read the box score, you know what happened. The Panthers turned it over three times in the red zone, failed on fourth down twice. You're not going to win a whole lot of games doing that. And Keaton Slovis was inconsistent. The first interception was, was a poor decision. The second one was a combination of things. Um, but they were both in scoring territory. They've got to avoid that tonight first and foremost. And then secondly, this offense needs to generate some explosives. And it can't just be Israel Abanacanda. They've got to get the ball down the field. They've got to get to push the ball down the field and make some plays that can, that can eat up some yards and, and get some six, seven play scoring drives. I mean, this team has consistently depended upon 10, 12, 15 play scoring drives. And over that you know, mass of plays with that volume, you're going to have some negative plays and penalties that are going to make it difficult. You're going to get yourself in third and long, and you can't consistently convert those. You can't consistently convert those. This pit team has proven that it's had trouble at times avoiding that penalty or that sack or negative run despite their success running the football. So when the more at-bats you have, the more chance you have to have those types of things. So they've got to generate some explosives and try to control the game in the, in, in the same way. Try to control the clock. I don't think you want to get into a track meet with North Carolina, but you're going to have to score points to beat this Carolina football team. It's not going to be a game where you, you, you know, you score 17 and win or 21 and win. This is a game you got to score 30 to win. And I think if the Panthers do score 30 tonight, I think they do win. I think they do win. I think they win a really big game on the road against a ranked opponent. 
that could really propel them into the rest of the year. Coming off last week, this game became even more critical. It was always going to be telling. And now Pitt has two losses in the Coastal. Uh, obviously, they're, they're, they're counting on others to, to slip up, but they can control tonight, knocking off North Carolina, giving them their first loss. Duke almost did it last week. Duke almost did it, it was two weeks ago, rather. Almost knocked off Carolina two weeks ago. The Panthers have a chance tonight to put one L in the North Carolina column, to put a win back in their column, and gain some, some momentum coming back for a home matchup that could be huge next week against Syracuse at 3.30. Cuse hosts Notre Dame today. So this is a game where, again, this, this team hasn't put it together. We've heard that refrain. We've heard Pat Narduzzi say they've beaten themselves. This is all true. But that... And that refrain can become a little bit old if you don't take care of business and go out and put it together finally. And they're going to need to do that to beat North Carolina tonight. 